97 minutes. Bang! The future of rock and roll. Episode 100. This is Neil Hamburger, and I'm here on the ninth floor above Times Square, Hollywood, to introduce this historic 100th episode of America's podcast. People have gathered down below to await the arrival of Simone and Stephanie as two commemorative hot air balloons lurk overhead. And yet, there is an air of uneasiness as fake protesters sent by a competing podcast attempted to ruin the festivities by spreading a toxic rumor that Dongtini has been purchased by Ryan Seacrest Productions and will relaunch with two new hosts this spring. Here to address those rumors and to accept the incoming kudos from fans worldwide are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong Simone? I'm Dong great. I am so excited to be here on our 100th episode. Finally! Yay! Finally! That's very strange. Yes. <laughs> it's only been it eight months like... since episode 91. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it has. Yes, but I'm so glad to be here. And uh, uh, in regards to the intro, yes, we are not. We did decline the offer um, from Ryan Seacrest. Well, he was trying to buy the podcast. And once we knew he was going to kick us out, (laughs) we we made sure we wanted to hold on to the integrity of the podcast. So, uh, yes, so it's definitely (laughs) staying with Feral Audio. We're going to continue hosting. So don't worry, listeners. Everything is (laughs) A-OK. I'm sure they were very worried. Yes, and we appreciate your concern, though. And, you know, it has stirred up a lot of controversy in town, but, um, yeah. (laughs) I'm glad to overcome that. So, anyway, we've done it, 100. Are you excited? Like, I can't, I didn't imagine we'd get this far when we started, you know? I know, it was just fun. Well, it's still fun, so it's just weird that it's been 100 of these, so, yay. I know, because it still feels, like, new to me, like we just started in many ways, you know? Yeah, I know. (laughs) You lucky, lucky people. Yeah, (laughs) You had 100 episodes of Dong Ping. Yes. (laughs) And this one, we actually, I think we probably could have got another episode out sooner from when 99 came out, but we had this, like, this has got to be a great episode. We have to, like, make it special. (laughs) And so, of course, it's like when you write, get into an email exchange with someone, and they get longer and longer, and finally it's just, like, so long. You're like, oh, my God, this is so intense and awesome. I have to write back next day. Got to write back to that email. Yeah. Yeah, And then it just becomes this thing, and it just gets so inflated in your mind that it's never going to happen. So, and then it just peters out. You want to give it its proper due. Exactly. So, that's how it's been sort of the build up to 100. Is that not that we were working on it for the last four weeks, but we just kept thinking we have to like make special time and like make it great. So, um, so I think we took that time, and I think, I think it will be good. It's, it's, uh, we're, you know, revisiting old chestnuts from the past and chestnuts uh, chestnuts <laughs> and i think it's just it's it's you know at least using the uh, segment titles that we used and then forgot to use <laughs> that's totally what it is yeah so i think it's nicely uh, nicely segmented into 
segments. So, yeah, so I'm excited about this episode. And I tweeted today, I felt really dumb, but I was like all ready and organized. And, and the, the only word I could think to describe of how I felt was <laughs> jazzed. <laughs> I retweeted that. Did you? Oh, um, God. I was just with, like, I. <laughs> It's just like, what a dumb way to feel. You know, I've never felt jazz like that. So, anyway. <laughs> Well, that term always reminds me of Pretty in Pink, where Steph is like, any girl treated me that way, I wouldn't be too jazzed about. Do you remember that line? I don't know. <laughs> just such a douchey one. character. So I was like, oh, that must be why she's not wanting to describe herself as jazzed. Ah. Gosh, it was douchey even then. See? It's like, I knew when the thought popped into my head, this is wrong, this is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> your, your conscience. So before we get into the uh, the meat of the episode, we usually do some sort of catch up, and the meat. More, there's more catch up these days than than, than there used to be because there's weeks. In because between. there's so much time between. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe this will be like the Oscars, and we'll just we'll just uh, uh, talk about the things that happened in the last, in, in their case, the last three months. In this case, the last weeks. <laughs> Sounds um, fine. Yeah, so I had a, because I've had my sciatic, as I talked about before, and I had an MRI. Yeah. Have you had an MRI before? I have, oh. and they're insane. That's where they put you on the stretcher and they roll you into the two, yes. the big 2001 Space Odyssey thing, right? Yes. And Did I, you get claustrophobic? Immediately. Immediately. And I knew, like, I was like, when, mm-hmm. you, when you look at it, you think, oh, that's not so bad. But the, the, the board and your body takes up so much space that there's, like, no space between your face and the top of the thing. So I looked at it, I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. And then as I went in, it just, my body, I had a physical reaction. I was like, my body just started hot, cold, and I was like tingling. And I was like, it's okay. She said, it'll take like 20 minutes. You've just got to get this done. I was like, I can't, I can't. I'm just like pressing my panic button before she even got back to the outside of the room, like to a little terminal. And I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling really claustrophobic. (laughs) So she took me out and she like said, it's okay. If you have to reschedule, we can, but do you want a minute and see if you can, you know, do it today and I say yeah yeah give me a minute so I kind of psyched myself into it and just got into breathing and I I'm just I did it and then she, she's and she came back she's like okay I trimmed it down so now I can do it in 13 minutes so I think she probably oh. did it quicker or something or maybe took something That's really out. Good. I don't know she's like I was like so that made it seem more manageable so she put me back in seriously and I, I kept my eyes closed because that way I couldn't see how close the top of good the for you was. yes um, that's really smart <laughs> yeah and so then I, I coped with it but and I, of course like within the first minute there's like an itch on my face and I'm just like oh, oh my god I've got to scratch the itch and I was like, now that you said out. that I have an itch on my face right now so reach it. <laughs> as soon as you said that so yeah I but can't I, we're I, recording <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie records live from an MRI machine <laughs> so anyway so I got through it and I was really proud of myself after the, I mean after when I completely freaked out immediately I didn't think I could just go back in and do 13 minutes but I did so yeah so that was that was good and it turns out I have a massive herniated disc so um, oh is that what which which lumbar is it lumbar or thoracic yeah it, 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 it's it's lumbar yeah okay so um but uh, but in Which the last few number? weeks, my pain has like reduced, <laughs> so I don't actually need any treatment. So um, it was wow. like right after that happened, and then sometime between that and my appointment, it was like yeah, it's much better. So and I went off my meds, which has been a bit of a roller coaster. <gasps> yeah, but not like so a really big off. roller coaster. I'm completely off now. Okay, for, uh, this Sunday will be two weeks. For how many days? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So wow. I'm doing okay. It was like really bad because you get all these like these electric shock feelings, like right, and then just bouts of dizziness. You know, like you stood up 
um, yeah. suddenly, only you didn't. You just like turned from one side to the other. So, um, yeah. so I didn't like that. And but my mood hasn't been too crazy or anything. So, uh, so I'm glad to be off it. But I'm not ashamed to go back on it if I if I need to. So. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, but I like to share. We like to share our mental health issues because I think I think I listeners really Look. value our openness about that. So, yes. Because uh, like, it would have helped me if more people would have talked about it when I was going on meds and getting diagnosed and stuff. So exactly. I'm glad that you know we can at least share with each other. Exactly. <laughs> um, something else that happened was that I met up with uh, listener Jonathan and his oh. husband Gabe, and they were so sweet. And Jonathan gave me my dong cake. So oh, and it was lucky, lucky girl. It was so good. It was one of the best cakes I've ever had. And he thought he had to make it, was, it vegan, like without any eggs. And I was like, oh, oh. No, no, I eat eggs. But he had replaced the egg with applesauce, which made it super moist oh, and, oh sorry I sorry i didn't know what else to call it I, there's no other word for it no there, there isn't I, there is and not. i understand this and that yeah. might be why i hate it so much because it's a necessary evil yes <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah but anyway it was so it was great to meet them and I actually interviewed jonathan about um about reading the disaster artist before watching the room so oh. um so we're gonna have that probably in the next episode um Oh, so, but that, can't that, wait. that was a fun conversation. Um, yeah. Oh, and then the other major thing that happened was that baby Quincy stood up, which people who have kids know how exciting that is. But people without kids mm-hmm. are thinking who gives a fuck. But the reason I think this is worth <laughs> mentioning. <laughs> It's because yeah, cause I sent a picture to my coworker because she's interested, and then she went and showed it to everybody because I wasn't at, at work that day. And then this um, girl in the studio was like, "So he's standing up." Like she didn't get it at yeah. all, and they're all like, oh, "You don't what? understand." Well, I don't get it. But the reason this was this was awesome was because like he was getting into like the position like he was gonna do it but you know babies get into the positions like they're gonna do stuff and they just stay there for like two months so I was like whatever this nothing's gonna happen right and but he was because he was trying it obviously I'm being encouraging I wasn't that shitty to him uh, it's just how I think to myself <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, and he so, was scared of you he was like grabbing the ba- the bars of his crib and in his little squatting position and I said from the game show to tell the truth would the real baby Quincy please stand up? Will the real Frank William Abagnale please stand up? And he just went bounce, bounce, and then he stood up immediately. Oh, like, as I said, such it. a smart boy. Yes, it was this amazing. He's a genius. Ever. Yes, and so I'll just never oh. command him to do anything again, so I don't have to be disappointed <laughs> that he doesn't yeah. listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, now you received uh, a picture. I, <laughs> I received a very special picture. I wasn't going to talk about it on here, but I think I can. Yeah. Um, in in limited form, I think. <laughs> I think I think this person's interested in sharing. So I know this is. I, I host a podcast called Dongtini. I have to talk. I have to share this with the listenership. <laughs> so um, on New Year's Eve, I received from someone I know um, a picture of his hard dick. <laughs> And it was a surprise. <laughs> and um, it was the first one I think I've ever gotten. And I was like, you know what? How is it that this is the very first one? So I wow. saved it to my phone. And <laughs> but, um, I, I did. It's still on there. Um, so I... The thing about getting it is that it wasn't a turn on. It was like a more like a... 
like that kind of response is what I had. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was a special time in a young woman's life. <laughs> I would be remiss in in not sharing it because I told Simone, I'm like, well, sometimes he listens. I don't want to shame him, but you know, I'm not gonna give away any clues as to who it could be. It wasn't my husband. I'll just say that. Much. <laughs> And it wasn't your husband either. So oh, those good. are the only two people I will rule out. I was going to ask. <laughs> um, so the thing was, is when he sent it to me, my reaction wasn't like a, ooh, hot. It was more like a, <gasps> like that kind of thing. And so I just wrote back. I didn't want to be rude, but I went, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Which apparently isn't what you're supposed to say to someone. <laughs> When he sends you a picture like that, and so he goes, he goes, yeah, that's not really what I was hoping to hear. Um, usually, you know, he's like, he's like, I was hoping that you would say something more along the lines of, that certainly is a fine penis you've got there, or something like that. And I go, well, it certainly is a penis. <laughs> Just because, you know, I'm married, and but I, you know, I don't want to discourage anybody from sending me any of these pictures of the future, but I just can't say, oh, that's, you know, I'm not going to give you giant compliments on it. The height of that, that someone's going to send an unsolicited dick picture and then complain about the response. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I can yeah, he he clearly has gotten compliments on it before in his life, for, for which I'm glad enough. for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's a shame that they don't get shared like they should. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe in some cultures, to some people. Wow. So. <clears throat> My coworker, I just wanted... she internet dates a lot, and she um, has received a lot of dick pictures from guys she's been texting with. Yeah. And, um, but she yeah, I know, yeah once, apparently it's really common. Her, yeah, yeah, it's like happens like really quickly apparently but um she got a picture of a guy's taint um, actually this guy wasn't from internet dating this guy was from uh, a guy she met in person uh, outside of our workplace near the workplace so but he sent her a picture of his taint <laughs> and i was like i've got to admire that Do you still have it? she's like unique. no i think i deleted it and i'm like really like yeah I'm wow because so i mean i mean she because she liked having it to like show it to people in market you know yeah. I mean, what do guys yeah, think? Like, well, do, what do they think? That they, that? Do they think that like they send these dick pictures and they're probably not going to get shared and laughed I at? They like, I, they, I don't understand. I don't that. know. I I, I was wondering that same picture. thing. I'm like, what do you think's gonna happen? <laughs> Well, I can understand that he knows about my general enthusiasm for dong, so I can see how. And New Year's Eve, you know, I was I was drunk enough that I'm sure he thought that I was going to give him a compliment. But in fact, I was drunk enough just to go <gasps> about it and, and ha 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 ha. <laughs> so he was disappointed. But <clears throat> yeah, I can understand how he thought he would get a compliment, but it didn't turn out to be what happened. <laughs> I guess. <sighs> I hope everyone enjoyed that. I'm not going to be posting it to donkini.com, but, you know, Aww. just as well. Um, <laughs> you can text it to me, though. I don't even want to see it. If I want to see a cock, I can just, like, if I got you to text it to me, it'll just be like, all right, so I got a cock via text, or I could just Google search one, or, you know, I, uh, it's so easy to see a cock. 
<laughs> it's like, you know when you Google search something like that you think is innocuous, and then like all these dick pictures come up, and then um, you realize the yes. vague term that you used that led you to dick pictures. So, oh God! One time, well, it was about a year ago when that that cartoon Puss in Boots was out. The kids were like, "Oh, I want to go see that. Let's Google the show times." And I was like, everything went into slow motion. And I went, "No!" And I dove for the computer. <laughs> They're like, why not, Mom? I'm like, I'm just, no, just, um, um, I'll just take care of it. You guys will play. <laughs> Do you have any kind of, like, internet filter for, because of the kids? Um, we, I know we do on one computer, but they each have Kindles, and, oh. um, I'll check the histories, and everything's fine so far. Right. But, I know, there's so much to worry about these days. Yep. Now, so, um, yes. you went to go see Flowers in the Attic? I did. I did you did. read the book? I did like, read the book. when you were... Okay, yeah, me too. Yes. I, oh, Back in the day. Yeah, I was, I was really curious as to whether you read the book just because of your upbringing and stuff. So. Oh, it was so forbidden, so I had to read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wondered if you were even able to, because I know your mother would, like, destroy your, your records yes. and stuff. So, yeah. yeah so yeah. you did it in secret? I did it in secret. I only read it at school. Like, you know, my, you know everyone had it, and... Uh-huh. Um, so I would just, you know, read it during downtime in class or in the back row or something like that. Yeah, right, right. didn't take it home. What about you? Did you? It well, was I didn't know it was a forbidden your house, book. Right? You know, I think I don't oh, even remember okay. what made me read it, but I, I don't remember what the trigger was. I don't know if people were talking about it or what, but I didn't know anything about the incest or anything like that. But something made me interested in reading it. So, and my parents, they used to have this this shop, and this they had a, there was like a little flat upstairs, and they had rented it out, and this girl like left a bunch of stuff, so all these books came back to our house, and flowers in the attic was among them. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna read that book, and it was like I'd never read a book that long in my life. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna read this book. So I just I just started reading it, not knowing what it was about, you know, but it looked like you know the cover is quite intriguing, you know, with that people cover and everything. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna read this book, and uh, and yeah, and then I totally got into it. But you know, so like when when the incest happens, it was like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Like, did you know that was going to happen? Yeah. Did you know that was like a part of the whole thing? Yes, that's all I knew about it, and that's why I wanted to read it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, even I mean, tell me if I'm crazy and have a distorted um, uh, memory of it. But I felt like it was like this long, painful story of this like abuse mm-hmm. and then being mm-hmm. held hostage and trying to escape, and that yeah. the, the incest was merely a consequence of the situation of that situation. That it was, of course, in their minds, this, that led to that. You know, it wasn't like mm-hmm. just trying to get to that. You know what I mean? That's how I mm-hmm. read it at the time when I wasn't looking out for that to be happening. So, yeah. How did how did you see it? Yeah, I, I remember reading it and thinking, I thought this would be hotter than it is. Like, this is just a horrible story all the way through, is what I remember. I should read it again. <laughs> you were looking for it to be hot and were disappointed. On the, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, their, their mom's really mean. <laughs> so, yeah, see, I think because yeah. I, I didn't have those expectations for it, then it wasn't... Um, uh, it wasn't as disappointing, so it was just more like, "Wow, this is happening!" After all this other stuff we've been through, so, so yeah. So I saw like the 1987 version of Flowers in the Attic, which changes the ending, and yeah, it's you know, it's kind of disappointing. And so then I heard this new one was coming out, and it was supposed to be more oh. true to the book, and like, because the the 87 one like kept the incest out and all that stuff, you know, all the, oh. the ju- all the juicy parts. Well, what fun is that? I know, right? <laughs> so anyway, so then everyone's like, but this Lifetime one, this is gonna be true to the original, and. 
like, cool. And so um, my friend said, yeah, we should all get together and watch it. Like, you know, a small group of us. Next thing I know, there's an Evite with like 15 people on it. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So anyway, so I go to this thing. Things going to be awesome. And uh, uh, so I think this is less a commentary on Flowers in the Attic because I hardly fucking saw any of it because people are talking over it loudly for like 80% of the movie. And... <laughs> I am all for a good hate watch, okay? I'm a fan of The Room, okay? I know how to hate watch. And I just, I think that now people are like so into the idea of mocking and hate watching that they just go into it thinking, I just need to hold court for the duration oh, of this film. yeah. Yeah, so it was just like blah, 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 about every little thing and just, we couldn't like actually, because if something's so bad it's worth watching, then you need to watch it to see the badness, you know, not be right. talking over the whole thing. And that's why room screening's actually gotten kind of bad the last few times I've been because people think this is an opportunity for me to stand up and shout a lot and people to listen to me because I have low self-esteem and I need people to listen to me. <laughs> and yeah, and so yeah, that's kind of what the Flowers in the Attic screening was like for me. So I was kind of hating it and I really wanted to leave <laughs> for the end because I'm like, Aww. why am I even here? And, it's, and I could tell it was bad with the little parts I could see like it was really bad. Like Ken uh -huh. and Shipka who plays um, Sally Draper played Kathy and, oh. you know, and like and she's really good in Mad Men but she just seemed really not very good in this and Christopher was just like such a zero you know huh. and Corinne and Heather Graham was so bad like really bad yeah as Corinne so I've now I'm at the point this. where well I didn't really get to see it so I should watch it again but it's not good enough for me to bother watching it again so right um <clears throat> I probably just won't really see it, so I'm disappointed, but yeah, I just, I feel like I need to write a blog about this whole, like, hate-watching thing getting out of control and people making about them and not the thing itself, you know? Well, you so. know what? You saw it with a bunch of comedy writers, didn't you? So that would probably make it even worse, um, I would think, I mean, but... A lot of them weren't really saying anything, you know? Not, not oh, okay. everybody. So yeah, it was just, I don't know, it's just, I think the atmosphere of too many people kind of draws that out, you know, so... Because I have memories of movies that I saw in the theater, like, you know, in high school or something that were ruined for me. The movie is ruined for me because people were talking in the theater. <sighs> and um, I was talking, I was actually talking to someone about this today. And he said that he, he went to see Titanic with his girlfriend in the theater. And these girls, you know, younger girls were on the same row as them. They would not shut up. And he asked them once nicely to be quiet and they wouldn't. And so his girlfriend leaned over. She's like, look, you stupid twats. I'm going to have you kicked out of here if you don't shut up. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, that would be so awesome to call someone a stupid twat yeah, <laughs> like a yeah. high schooler that was annoying it's really so. nice like doing that to someone one time we were on Pirates of the Caribbean and I uh -huh. enjoy Pirates of the Caribbean seriously I don't see any reason to mock or laugh at Pirates of the Caribbean I just wanted to enjoy it and these little like 13 year old boys three of them were behind us going, <laughs> look at that and I was just like oh. and so I have Greg on one side and my friend Danny Kay on the other side and so I'm smaller in between <laughs> and I turned around and said shut the fuck up and they oh. just went Ooh. But then we were really scared because they didn't say anything. It's like, oh, if the good. girl's going to fucking say that, you've got, when she's got two guys next to her that haven't done anything yet, it's like, yeah. I think they would just like, shut, silence them. But I felt like I had backup to do it. So, yeah. It so if you have a guy with you, you can say anything because they're not going to kick your ass. They're going to kick his ass. <laughs> no, but then you get those really stupid like, hey, you better tell your bitch to shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut Was this in Australia? <laughs> <laughs> 
Was this here or Australia? This was at Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant in the actual movie oh, of the no, theater. No, no, so, no, oh, okay, no, okay. Ride, ride. No, I wouldn't give a fuck. Got I'd probably it. be the one talking shit to Pirates of the Caribbean. The I was like, oh, she really <laughs> wanted to take Pirates of the Caribbean. Seriously, I didn't know she liked oh. Johnny Depp that much. I thought she hated him. Oh, wow, interesting. <laughs> she does, she does. Um, okay, now, so... Shit's gotten real. <laughs> from oh, shit got real. Um, yeah, my my fund of feminist haters who hate that I refer to a sect of them as fund of feminist, which is my word for a hybrid of being a fundamentalist and a feminist. Um, they did a they created a Tumblr page and they did a call for someone to, for any screen caps of any activity that Stephanie Drury has committed. Um, <laughs> please send it to this tumblr page and so there's like now there's this tumblr page it's scclwatchdog.tumblr and it <laughs> yes <laughs> that was your best bark ever in history too <laughs> so if you want if you want to see any of my bad behavior what they deem bad um that it's all on there on twitter like they they cold conversations i've had for the past two and a half years like someone went back through every single tweet of mine for two and a half years and and i know and fact like anytime uh, they said that when i well a lot of it was um when i was saying the word tranny which you know I, i didn't think was a slur and they're like this is yeah they say everything's a slur i didn't believe them when they said it was and then i was like oh crap actual people who are who are trans find this offensive okay then i will take that seriously you know so um i apologize so on the sccl watchdog thing they say that i didn't mean my apology because i went on to use the word tranny i did it to people who were trans who said it's okay to use it and were making jokes using that word but you know that they don't care about that context so um they went on to any time where i use the word rape they they were like look at how she's making fun of rape and um there was like some text where I was like, "This cake sucks." This is called better than sex cake, but it should just be called better than rape, barely better than rape cake. <laughs> like they, that, that made it on there. And um, and, and anytime they said that I was being ableist, like that's a that's a word, like sexist or racist is ableist. Like if you're making fun of a disabled person, so sometimes right, I'll right. tweet like, "Oh, I, I I lose my phone every day before I get out of bed. Do I qualify for disability?" Like every so often I'll say something like that. So all those tweets where I said that were on there, they're like. Look at her marginalizing the disabled <laughs> so <clears throat> there is a an email address where you can click on whatever you can submit things my bad behavior still they are they're actively um soliciting suggestions and so i said on the sccl facebook page i was like i've got something you guys can submit to them and it was a vine of um a trans person trans woman i believe who um opens the door and she's only wearing a bra, but she also has a giant cock. And she goes, come on in! And it goes smack, 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 smack against her legs. I was like, this would be hilarious to send in mass to the CCL yes. Tumblr. Watchdog people. Oh, they got so mad about that. And so, Why? Um, you didn't make the video, you just shared it. I know. I know. And the so person my... opened the door. The, the person <sighs> opened the door I know, with I know. I, like, I just love that penis. video. It's just I funny, but like, it's and it's me being an asshole at the same time, you know, like, you know, like there, I, I'm totally being a cunt, you know, there, there is that and they're picking up on that and, um, that's probably what they're reacting to. But my friend who is trans, um, 
he said to me, he's like, oh, that, that did feel like a gut punch that you posted that. And I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm taking it down. I'm apologizing. So then I take, I take it seriously when someone who is actually trans is offended because I just, I can't handle these cisgendered heterosexual people like, t- you know, talking down to me, you know, <laughs> it's yeah, so yeah. obnoxious. So um, then I did a big apology and this person um, I knew him when he was Nikki, and now his name is Nixon. And um, he's so awesome because he's like, he goes, I understand that people do not have a lot of experience a lot of the times with the trans community. Like, it's just, you know, it, it isn't talked about very much. A lot of people don't say that I'm their only trans friend. And he said, I would like to host a Google Hangout for the SCCL community where people can ask questions about how better to relate to people who are trans or, or just ask general questions like what does cisgender mean and stuff. So we just had that at Google Hangout tonight. It was really awesome. It was really awesome because they were talking about pronouns and how some people don't you know, identify as she or he. Some people identify as they. And there's you know all these terms that I just was not familiar with. And, and they were saying that, that a lot of terms that are used in porn are generally pretty offensive towards the trans community. And I was like, I would have thought that the porn would celebrate the trans community, but apparently it's like extra objectifying to them. So, I mean, it was, it was really good. So we did that tonight and tomorrow night, there's going to be another hangout for people who couldn't do it tonight. But I was just really glad that we got to do that. And I feel like something positive came of the whole tranny gay thing. So yeah. 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 But like what happens like, did like with that, with the, um, uh, with the Tumblr page because I was I was looking over that and most of the time I thought they're like totally out to lunch but like there are times when someone's like getting like one on one with you like you made me feel like this you made me feel like that and then just at least from the what they all posted it just looks like you just keep like saying tranny and stuff to them more so like, yeah oh like, yeah like, I totally yeah, did and and that seemed to happen like more than once so like did the did the um, hangout today like make it like like what's with that like do you feel like you're um yeah, I mean, what, what, where, what do you think with that? Because that that almost like validates some of what they said when somebody's being more direct about, you know, you made me feel this way and it hurt my individual feelings, rather than who was it that like, said the, there was, was one? I can't remember, but there was one okay. that the one I, I think you talked about on the show before. But you know, they were okay. taking it personally themselves, and then and then it just seemed like you just kind of like yeah, you just gave them more shit directly after that. So um, yeah, yeah. Was that the Melmo person? Do you know? I think or? so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, so where do you stand on like that sort of thing? Like with that, like did is there anything that they brought to your attention in that thing that made you think, oh maybe Those, I've, I've um, made a mistake in this in something or yeah. That Melmo person um, refused to attend this thing, and um, they that whole group like hated that I was doing the trans. Um, awareness thing on Google Hangouts. They were saying this is just her trying to cover her ass. And so they were saying that. And that kind of sucked. And I feel like I was responding to my intuition about them when I'm like, fuck you guys. You know, know, you're just trying to like tell me what I can say and can't say. And um, I think that's why I responded to to that Melmo person because their original statement was like, um, Stephanie has shown repeatedly that she cares more about the feelings of the oppressors than of the oppressed and like that's a lie you know that's just not true and um yeah i would need examples to see what i said but um everyone who was there they were kind of like they were (laughs) their their posture is like yeah those people are assholes and i don't blame you for being mad at them like (laughs) there is really nice of them (laughs) to have that posture and um 
so that was nice, you know. So I, I don't want to say anything that will hurt their feelings, and I, I, but I do want to like tell the assholes that they, you know, you can't tell me how to talk. You can't like control everything I no. say, and you can't no. say that my posture isn't worth anything. That my con, you know, my intentions aren't worth anything. Because they keep saying that they're like intentions mean nothing. You yeah. know, your words are everything, and I'm like that is fundamentalism right there. Like where you. You know, nitpick yeah. behavior. I mean, that's so. what I found was the underlying problem with, with with that whole thing was that, you know, whether or not they they were right and you had said something wrong, it's not. They you don't have to meet some standard that they've set for you. You know. Yeah. So yeah, so I caught, sort of, you know, thought that 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 kind of uh, you know that that you know if they don't if you don't like it, why why do you have to meet the standard? I don't know. Is it because of your right. Christian culture likes that they think that you created the standard yourself? I think they do. They kept saying that I have a lot of power. And I'm like, I just don't see myself. I, I, they go, you're the leader of this community. I go, I see myself as a member of it. And I don't feel like I, you know, because I, I don't tell people what to think. If anything, I'm kind of like, you know, doubt this stuff and talk about it and be mad, you know? I but feel see, like I do that. <laughs> but you treat huh? things like my little corn niblets and things, which doesn't yeah. really sound like you fancy yourself a leader. <laughs> so. uh, I, oh, but I'm being playful with that. Like, like yeah, oh, but it's my still, little. It's, it still takes that that tone i think yeah oh i'm trying to be ironic with that though like oh, calling right, something really yeah. stupid think, like yeah yeah oh yeah okay. but i think that's that, that kind of thing might yeah uh maintain that that sort of idea of that position maybe for them yeah, you know maybe, what i mean yeah. conjunction with everything yeah, totally. else yeah 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 that yeah doesn't remember not, a, not as much of a member type thing to say probably yeah so. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 Um, I was talking to Dave Bazan about it two nights ago and um, yeah. about the issue of like caring. He's, you know, he's like, you know, the whole thing comes down to why do we care what these people say about us? And I go, that's exactly it, because I don't know these people. I don't really have a relationship with them, but they remind me of people who hurt me in the past. And so right. whatever I respond to them, I'm res I know that I'm actually responding to to something that happened to me 20 years ago. You know, right. and and so that's completely what it is, and th and they're kind of innocent bystanders, you know. So um, I'm just trying to become more aware of that stuff. Okay, so now let's move to the meat of the episode where we're going to re revisit a lot of our a lot of our um, our segments as i said um, before we do i've just sent you another email link um so okay. i want you to uh not a link a, a, a file so if you could open that now please opening congratulations <laughs> to the ladies of don tini on 100 episode no should i do it in my real voice congratulations <laughs> stephanie simone <laughs> Simone and Stephanie. Yeah. You know, Simone sent me a lovely email. She said, uh, because I do the, the voices in the beginning of the show, she says, um, we're doing 100. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a big thing. And she, she made a little note that uh, it was our show that she listened to that really helped them uh, uh, get inspired to do the podcasting thing. It was something like that. Yeah. yeah. Do if, you, the, do you, if those idiots could do it, <laughs> I'm sure we can too. How old is this quote? How defeated is she now? <laughs> How defeated <laughs> Uh, you know what uh, I love is Steph's Twitter, especially when it comes to the Grapes of Wrath. 
Yes. When she live tweets a new episode of The Grapes of Rad. Always entertaining. I always direct a listener to listen. I love it. It's my favorite thing. Thank you, Steph. It really is. Uh, and I know uh, her outside of that. Stuff Christian Culture likes. All that stuff. I follow him and am an avid fan of all of it, but especially when she critiques our very show. <laughs> say, say The Grapes of Rad again. The Grapes of Rad. <laughs> Congratulations, Don <Tini. laughs> They did it. Even though they're girls. <laughs> Not because you know, because it was awesome, and you know, they made it awesome, and they they set they set a bar that I thought if I do it, I want to make it yes. well produced and make it good. Because I have no patience with these podcasts <laughs> where they just turn on the mic and they just sit there and they just like, so <laughs> I'm just still eating my lunch. <laughs> Fuck off! Finish your fucking lunch. I drink beer while I'm doing the show. Sometimes you don't notice. <laughs> I've never noticed. <laughs> Thank you. Oh wow. So yeah, so no grapes grapes help I feel help uh, us set uh, the standard, know the standard that we wanted to to hit with our show and it must have worked because we're at 100 episodes and Yay. they're at episode 1500 I think. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and each episode is 2 hours long. <laughs> That's right. And this one might be too. Yeah, I know. At this moment, listener, I don't know how long this episode's going to be. We're just letting it roll. It's going to be so, long. Dong-teen. Actually, the listener knows how long the episode is because they've already downloaded the file and can see what how long it is. But I don't know right now. Dong-teen. <laughs> this one's going to be huge. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it wouldn't be a Dong-teen episode without... Hold on to your daughters, ladies. It's Dongs in the News. So, oh my God. So while we've been gone over the last f- few weeks... Fucking Reddit had a guy and ask me anything with a guy with two dongs, Ooh. double dong, and yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. It, I didn't I wasn't participating in it as it happened, mm-hmm. but uh, I did read uh, read uh, a lot of the questions that people asked, and uh, uh, <laughs> it was and some, something to be seen. It was like a it flying was, well, bee of dong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, somebody asked, like, is one smaller than the other? And he said they're actually comparable in size, and that picture didn't quite show how how similar they were. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, the double dong dude. Yeah, his his uh, I guess his name was reduced to DDD. Oh, <laughs> oh double dick dude. I say, I'm calling it dong. He says dick. Um, <laughs> um, like one of the things somebody asked was, have you ever had any special reaction from a doctor with this? And he said, yeah, one grabbed like five others in the building. That was the last time my mom let anyone examine me for any reason besides personal checkups. She said, my son is not a freak show and slapped one of them. Wow. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And then do they hang to one side of your pants or do they split the the seam? Yeah. (laughs) 
When I go commando, which is almost always except in the winter, they take their own sides. The seam can be a pain sometimes because the skin between them is a little delicate and sensitive. Oh, I bet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, if it's so sensitive, why well, he should he would should wear maybe maybe um, some underwear all the time? I don't yeah. understand that. He should be trying to trying to protect them. Um, what fascinated me about this, though, is that, and I think we had a, something on the show a long time ago about diphalia is the uh, is the condition, mm-hmm. super super rare, um, and it was like this woman with the guy with two penises found the woman with two vaginas and they like had a relationship, like and they had lots of sex. <laughs> but um, yeah, but this guy, he's in a relationship, he's bisexual and in a relationship with a guy and a girl, and and he has like all these like all these insane sex scenarios, and he described one, and then somebody drew a picture of what it looked like but there were so many people involved that it involved a bunk bed to like help support some of the people (laughs) wow I've got to find that picture and put it on the website yeah yeah so uh, but it didn't involve a bunk bed but that was like an artist's interpretation of how this must have gone down so I think like he had he said he had two guys in his butt and while he had two girls on his dong wow and then he was that's right he had two guys in his butt two he had a girl on Two guys in his butt. Wow. And he had two girls, on one on each dong. And then he was, like, licking a, 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 a cock going into a pussy above him somehow. So, Sensory yeah. overload. So like, one, two, three, four, five. The seven people involved. Yeah. Wow. So, now that's an orgy. So, Holy shit. So, double, double dong guy. Double dick Dude, uh, yeah, that happened. So we'll link to that on the website if you somehow missed that because that was yeah. I think and that happened like really in like the beginning of January, and everyone's like, the internet's finished for this year. Like yeah, it's yeah. Just... <laughs> I think that I think that's the first thing I heard. They're like, well, the internet's been one. <laughs> you have to wait yeah, another but... <laughs> 364 days. Exactly. Oh. So that that happened, and then the other dong in the news. This is an old, old, old dong. Very old dong. But King Tut's dong, there was some news about King Tut's dong, and it was mummified, and, um, <laughs> but mummified in an erect position. Oh. And supposedly that was to, to, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, what does it say? To make the king appear as Osiris, the god of the underworld, oh. in as literal a way as possible. The erect penis evokes Osiris's regenerative powers. Okay. So, yeah, so there's a famous dong, a famous and old yeah. dong in the news. <laughs> I was thinking about when you told the Michael Jackson's dong story, and you're like, "Dongs in the news," a famous one. <laughs> <sighs> wow! Wow! Uh, so one thing we wanted to add to this episode, um, something we hadn't done before, um, was we thought we would uh, revisit some. Uh, some some old things from previous episodes that we liked and stephanie do you want to go first why yes um well the first thing i have on the list is your taco bell prank call oh yes yes we can talk about that then but <laughs> <laughs> so i can't speak to that as well as you could but <laughs> yeah yeah well um well, what happened was I had this clipping. That, well, Greg had this clipping of this lady who wrote a letter to like a Chico newspaper, Chico, California, complaining about a Taco Bell commercial. So she, she, uh, she, and she's just complaining. So I'll play you. The, here's here's what happened. I, I I read the I read the letter. 
And then, because she signed her full name, uh, I, and I knew she was from Chico, because it said her name from Chico, I called her, I found her number, and this is probably like 15 years later. And, <gasps> and I, I called her up and, and talked to her about it. So, oh, and I so just awesome. put it in at the end of episode three, one, two, three. And then after we got going a bit, we were kind of embarrassed about how crappy our first few episodes were, so we took them down. <laughs> So even if people got into it later, those episodes weren't even available for a while. I think they're available again. Like, I'll make sure they are now. But anyway, so, um, yeah, so episode three had that little chestnut at the end, like after the song and everything, it was, uh, it was there. So I thought I should uh, bring that back to life. So here it is. Episode three. What's your um, reading? My reading is, um, it's a letter to the editor from many years ago. It's on faded fax paper. And um, it's uh, a lady um, just writing to complain about, uh, about uh, the state of the world. So um, I will start. And uh, she's American, but I'm going to do it in a British accent anyway. Dear Editor, I have watched the Taco Bell commercials on several Chico television stations lately and feel the need to write. The commercials advertising the newest creation, the quesadilla, show the person is a complete nutcase on drugs and stoned. I do not appreciate these types of commercials and will not purchase any items from Taco Bell until these useless advertisements are changed. Change them to using people that do not look, act, or talk like they just walked out of a drug factory. <laughs> with all the problems the United States is having with people on drugs, to use a person who acts, looks, and talks like he is on drugs is insensate. I am not suggesting the young man himself is on drugs. The commercial makes him look like he is. Is Taco Bell's image that using drugs is okay? Wow. I know and understand how difficult selling advertisements is and that Taco Bell is trying to reach a particular demographic. But please, give us all some credit. Not all of us, including the younger generation, all take or use illegal substances, nor do we plan to do so. <laughs> I find it very disheartening, with lack of respect to me and other viewers, that Taco Bell Incorporated has to resort to this type of advertising to get viewers' attention. Please. Take these types of commercials off the air, clean up the commercials, and let's help America become the land of the beauty and free. Free from being and acting like we are all on drugs. Sharon, Chico, California. Oh my god. Hello? Hi, um, I was looking for Sharon Ch Isn't she? Hi, um, this may sound unusual, but um, I'm following up on a letter that I think you may have written to, the le uh, to an editor um, some time ago re regarding a Taco Bell commercial. Does that sound familiar at all to you? Oh, I did write one here, yeah, a long time ago. Oh, you did? Okay, cool. See, I'm a student at um, UCLA, and I'm, I'm doing a, a, a paper on uh, on drug uh, drug references uh, in the media. And, um, yeah, and I just had a pile of old clippings and stuff, and I came across that, and I was just, uh, one, I just had some questions about that. Would you mind uh, talking to me for a few minutes about that? Sure. Oh, great. Um, so how long ago did you write that letter? I'm sorry? How long ago did you write the letter? Oh, man, it's been, I don't know. Uh, years. Okay. And, um, but so it was a while ago. Okay. And, um, yeah. did you send the letter to anyone else other than the newspaper or did you contact Taco Bell about this? I think I, I uh, wrote a letter to Taco Bell because I was really upset about the, the uh, commercial about the guy. He just looked like he was on drugs eating a quesadilla or whatever it was he was eating. Right, right, right. And did they respond to you at all? I think they did, but I don't remember what it was. Okay. Well, that, that's I'm glad they wrote back to you at least. Um, and um, let's see, and, and what was going on in the commercial exactly? Because I couldn't quite tell from from the letter um, what uh, what exactly it was that he was doing. 
He looked to me. It looked like, if I remember this commercial correctly, he was um, floating around. Uh, like he was floating around in the sky, like he was on just totally out of control. Oh wow! So they were really depicting him like he was actually on drugs. He just didn't. Yeah, to me, that's what it looked like. Yeah. Right. And um, and is the appearance of people on drugs something you notice on television a lot, or was, did that one particularly strike you? Well, there's all the commercials that have really upset me, but that one really, really got me. And do you think, like, since also you said there was a while ago, yeah. do you think... And I edited, I edited the call down a bit, so, yeah, you can hear the full thing in the uh, original episode. But, yeah, so, yeah, so I was quite proud of that, because I'm not much of a prankster, but, um, yeah, I, I, I just felt that, that that should be done, and I did it, so, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I was remembering tonight about a prank I did. You, you'll appreciate this because I was inspired by The Simpsons. Um, this call, this church my parents went to in Texas, every Saturday night they had this thing where you could teenagers could call in and discuss their spiritual problems on the air, and they would give you wise answers. And so I could, it was too much to resist. And so I called one night, and I, I used a Flanders quote that Flanders asked Reverend Lovejoy. He goes, I need you to pray for me. I'm having a problem with coveting my own possessions <laughs> and so I remember they were like uh <laughs> and then I started laughing and they go wait this sounds a lot like Stephanie Hill and yeah and then they then then he called me a turd which is like um, something acceptable to say in Christianity that isn't too much of a curse word <laughs> so are you serious turd I'm is serious. acceptable yeah, he's like, you're you're such a turd. I'm like, ha ha ha. So, wow, that's that this was, is big news. I didn't know the turd was acceptable. Well, I think just barely, and and this was a college kid that was saying it to me. It wasn't like a anyone more distinguished and older who should be an example <laughs> to someone such as myself. But that was the last prank call I did <sighs> before caller ID. <laughs> Uh, now, what was your blast from the past that you wanted to share? My blast from the past. Sorry, blast my blast from the, from the past. past. <laughs> my blast from the past was um, when Jonah sent us an email about her poop adventures when cleaning the bathrooms at McDonald's when she worked there. It was a trucker McDonald's, a truck stop one, and she oh, said yes. that there was disgusting stuff that went down in those bathrooms, and she was forced to clean it. And so here's yes. that call. I, the, the words that. That, that that I think stand out to me was it was the, was the phrase grudge wiped. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was yeah grudge swipe is what I remember. Yeah. But we'll have yeah, to see. Yeah 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 on the wall. So yeah, listener, we'll we'll let you. Uh, I don't think feast is the right word to use at this time, but we'll let you hear it now anyway. <laughs> <sighs> Episode fourteen. Uh, Jonah added to the conversation, Stephanie. In keeping with our nasty bathroom theme, have I mentioned the time of my life during which I worked at the McDonald's on Route 45 in El Dorado, Illinois? Well, I'm about to mention it again. <laughs> you know there's going to be trouble from down under when a McDonald's has a special area of the parking lot that's for semi-trucks. <laughs> and ours did. Woo, buddy. These guys basically treat any bathroom that's available as a full-service hotel with a shower. <laughs> I used to have to clean in there after clothes. 
and there would be scraggly beard scrapings all over the sink, plastic Bic razors in the sink, pee puddles on the floor, and always, always, always giant-sized turds streaked white briefs in the trash. Truckers, they don't have the best of nutrition, and sometimes they shit their pants. So they pull over into McDonald's, change panties, buy a Big Mac, and keep on trucking. Jonah, you're genius. So she goes, I heard some horror stories during the time I worked there about some closers having... Having to clean shit off the toilet seat, the floor, and somehow the tank. The tank! But one... One night, I went in there after clothes with my mop and bucket and McDonald's brand antimicrobial spray, and there was poop smeared on the wall. (laughs) Like with a hand. Like someone had scooped it out of their anal crevice and grudge swiped it across the wall. (laughs) Grudge swipe. (laughs) And it's... As if it were some sort of afterthought, the offender had left. <laughs> the offender had left his gigantic underpants filled with poop curds. Poop curds! <laughs> and soaking wet in the sink. <laughs> like he tried to wash them but changed his mind when he realized those chunks weren't going down the drain. That's the night I came out of there and said, I am not cleaning that. And my boss said, you have to or you'll get written up. And I said, okay, write me up. But luckily for our heroine, I got hired at the Dairy Queen across the street two days later, and they didn't have time to write me up. And Dairy Queen is much better because you do not pull that kind of shit in a DQ bathroom. (laughs) There are are tiny baskets with fake flowers in them on top of the toilet tank there. Something that says, something like that says, "Uh uh-uh, don't... (laughs) Something like that says, uh-uh, don't smear your poop in here. <laughs> there was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls, the floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. So oh, that brilliant. was exhausting. My esophagus hurts now. I know. Um, before we go into our next segment, Stephanie, I've sent you another email. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry to get excited about these. <laughs> this is Mick Quinn from Supergrass. This is Simone and Stephanie. Congratulations for hundreds of recordings of Dontini. Good luck to you. Thank you, too. Bye. Oh, my God. How did you do that? I just asked. <laughs> oh, my God. I flopped back on the bed. Oh, that is so precious. I thought, yeah, why not ask, you know? So, Okay, for the listeners at home, that is Mick Quinn, the bass player for Supergrass, who, which is uh, Simone's and my favorite band, which is how we met in the first place. Yes, Stalking Supergrass, Supergrass there would be no Dontini. Oh, my God. I'm all weak. (laughs) (laughs) I love his Australian accent. Even though he's lived in England for so long, I can still hear the Australia. Yeah, it's not, it's so. like yeah, it's just, it's a, it's an interesting hybrid. I can't think of any 
others that are like that. So yeah, it's a transatlantic yeah. <laughs> Australian <laughs> accent. I think it's transfusing. Transpacific yeah. or transfusing? <laughs> we need a trans education class. Google Hangout for this. Oh gosh, I hope nobody's listening to that. You just used trans the wrong way again. Exactly. Oh, here come submit that to the Tumblr guys. Okay, now here's uh, something we haven't done in ages that we should have done is uh, another edition of Would You Rather, the segment where we get our husbands who are really good at coming up with these horrifying, difficult scenarios, and then we have to um, decide which horrible, which one we choose out of the horrible choices. So, um, do you want to go first with David's, or shall I? With Brian? I'll go first. Okay, shoot it. I'll go first because I can't. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's just right here. Okay, um, David, I haven't read this yet. He just sent me this. He pulled it up. Okay, would you rather carry Scott Stapp's baby the full term? Oh! Do you know who Scott Stapp is? Yes, <laughs> the lead singer of Creed. Okay, or put a miniature horse into a coma with your bare hands. Oh! Scott Stapp's baby. <laughs> I really think. Oh, he's not here to ask details like, um, could it be in vitro? Right, <laughs> right, Scott right. Staff. Scott oh, Staff. Well, do I, see, there's so many, yeah, there's questions. That's a problem. We always have to have them on hand for questions. I always forget about that. Exactly. But, yeah, oh. like, so, like, with Scott, to carrying Scott Staff's baby, like, do I have to have sex with him? Yeah. That, oh, that's problematic. Yeah. Because um, I can't, I cannot. You know, I mean, I can't even think about it. I feel honestly feel sick. Yeah. When you just said Scott, Carrie Scott Stapp's baby, before I even pictured how the baby got there, I was just already like feeling like spitting. You know, like that is so disgusting. Um, I don't know. I might have to put the horse in the coma. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I know. With your bare hands, though, it's gonna struggle. Oh, but it wouldn't be dead. But the miniature horse wouldn't be dead. He would just be in a coma. But you have to do with your bare hands. Like, how are you doing this coma? You're not strangling it. Are you like injecting it or something? Strangling it. I'm picturing choking it out. Oh no, 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 no! I couldn't choke it out. I'd have to carry. I know. (sighs) Fuck you, David. I know. He's too good at this. That's my answer. Yeah, that's my answer. It's easier to say because I know it's not going to have to happen, but it's still vi- way too visceral and my chest hurts. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So let oh. the record show <laughs> that I'm, I'm upset. Oh, fuck that guy. Is just, he, I mean, he honestly, even without the scenario, the thought of him makes me ill. Like, he's got the worst hair, he's got the worst band, the worst voice. It's, oh, Worst fuck. style. And he named his kid Jagger. Oh. Fuck him to hell. I'm not fucking. Anyway. <laughs> so here's Greg's Would You Rather. <laughs> What's that? Okay, here's Greg's Would You Rather. Okay. Would you rather have to eat half a cup of pimentos with your breakfast, lunch, and dinner every meal for the next 20 oh. years? Oh. Or 
receive two hours of psychiatric therapy each week from a poor quality counselor who just recently received his degree from Phoenix University, <laughs> Dr. Fred, <laughs> Dr. Fred Durst. <laughs> oh. Drawn like really shitty rock stars. I know. They <laughs> oh, and like it goes on, it goes on. Durst would oh. often use lyrics from Limp Biscuit songs to shed light on oh. any problems you might be having in your life. Oh my god. It would just god. be overall the worst doctor in history. The therapy would continue <sighs> for 20 years. Two hour long For 20 se- years? Yeah, two hour long sessions each week. <laughs> Okay, can you read them both again, please? Would you rather have to eat half a cup of pimentos with your breakfast, lunch, and dinner every meal for the next 20 years, or uh-huh. receive two hours of psychiatric therapy each week from a poor quality counselor who just recently received his degree from Phoenix University, Dr. Fred Durst? Durst would often use lyrics from Limp Biscuit songs to shed light on any problems you might be having in your life and would just overall be the worst doctor in history. The therapy would continue for 20 years, two hour long sessions each week. Oh. What are pimentos oh. made of? Like, what? I just eat them when they're in olives, but like. Right. That's what I thought that. That's all I thought they were, is part of the olive, but the inside, they're probably But it's something not else. Actually. It's like some pickled thing that they put in them. Yeah, it's a pickled thing. That's right. And yeah, they stick so them in there. Yeah, half a cup with every meal with breakfast. I mean, that's a lot of pimentos. That's the thing, because this is one of those things where you're like, of course this Fred Durst situation is horrible, so I'm just going to go with the pimentos. No big deal. They're just those little things in olives. But half a cup every day in every meal for 20 years. I mean, that's fucking hard, you know? I can't even, like, have the same breakfast all the time for a while. You know what I mean? Like, I get tired yeah. of it. If I have, like, a banana, it's like, oh, I'm just going to have a banana every day. And then after a while, I'm like, I can't. I'm sick of bananas, you know? Yeah. Half a cup is a lot. <sighs> um. But okay, the thing with Fred Durst is that it could be a potentially hilarious thing, and you could tell your friends this is what Fred said this week or something like that. This is And it true. could be like a you could you could like um make a silk purse from a sow's ear. <laughs> What's that saying? <laughs> you could um, spin it into some kind of comedy situation in some way. I bet the agency Perhaps. that organizes these things and delivers these choices would probably say you couldn't do that. You're right. Yeah. They always make it. So usually if you're in some bad situation or you're like praising somebody that's horrible, the agency says that you can't reveal that to anybody you can't tell them that you're in this thing like you just have to do it and everyone thinks you mean it so that by might the be agency a... do you mean greg <laughs> yes he always refers to the agency <laughs> as if they administer these and, and, and ensure they're they're, they're kept with their original plan <laughs> so i th- i think it's funny because i was so sure immediately i would choose the pimentos but now the more I think about it, I'm thinking, no, I'm going to have to go with, uh, I'm going to have to go with Fred Durst because I enjoy eating, you know, and if I had to eat half a cup, <laughs> can you imagine how hard it would, by the end of the first week, gosh, maybe even the third day, like how hard it would be to eat those. Oh, you have to do it every I don't day. even like one pimento. Oh, really? Well, there you go. You don't even like them. I'm happy with them in an olive. So, you know. Yeah. Oh. So. I would have to go with Fred too. Wow. I love when you oh think my God. You, you've decided what? Oh, I just remembered the episode where you said you were at a party with Fred Durst. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. Could that... 
I know. When I realized you were there, I flipped my head back and started laughing. (laughs) (sighs) And your exchange with him was something hilarious. I I I didn't have an exchange with him, but he offered me a chair, which I thought was very good. That was what... Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I seem to remember he said something that was very Durstian. Yeah, he did. I think it wasn't to me, though, and I don't remember what it is. Okay. Anyway. Hardcore fans, you have an assignment. That's right. Okay, so thank you, Greg and David, for your um, uh, would you rathers. They were challenging, as always. We, can. we need to do something. We need to have them on call to um, answer the questions as we go. That's true. Next That's, time. Yep. Sent you another email. Oh, like <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> oh my God. What's it gonna be now? Okay. Yay. It's here. Oh, who's this gonna be? Who's this gonna be? Oh, if this is Gaz, I'm gonna pee. <laughs> no. Hey, this is Juliet, Danielle, Simone, Stephanie. Congrats on your 100th episode. 100 is a lot. I've eaten 100 burritos. Yay! <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> Simone! <laughs> Yay! <gasps> wow! So there you go, listeners. If you've been doing your dong teeny homework, you would know that that was Julia Danielle, uh, star of The Room, uh, which we talk about frequently. Uh, which was congratulations! Thank oh. you, Juliet! Wow, thank you, Lisa. <laughs> wow, you think about everything. She does uh, think about everything. Oh my god. <sighs> so great. Simone, I'm so impressed and overwhelmed <laughs> that you set all this up. This yeah. is crazy, wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, it wouldn't be a Dongtini episode. Well, I've already done it, so... Maybe I don't have to do it, but hell, why not? It's time for another edition of Facebook Watchdog. (laughs) (laughs) I just like barking. It's like I got that dog bark and then I I just bark myself. And now I bark and then I play the dog bark right after. I I never really thought about that, but you do. I think it's because I'm always laughing so hard. By the time you're done barking, I'm just like, ah! (laughs) (sighs) I know, I kept thinking, oh, I should not do it anymore because I've got the dog barking, and I realized, no, I just really like barking, so just good. Oh, that rules. (sighs) So, anyway, so my Facebook watchdog is actually kind of sad, but Facebook's fucked as usual. We've talked about this in the past, but... um, uh, remember I talked about the other inbox on your Facebook where yes. just certain messages that they've decided are spammy, you know, not from, you know, your long lost somebody who's trying to contact you, but, you know, isn't your friend on Facebook yet, you know, uh-huh. it'll just, it'll just go there. So, um, in this particular case, um, this woman, um, her son had been missing oh, no. and, um, the police had sent a message to her via Facebook um, with you know the name Misty Hancock, and um, <laughs> and it turned out it was actually them telling her that her son was dead, and she didn't get it because it was in her other mailbox. <gasps> wow, yeah. 
How long before she so did find out? Fucked. Or like twenty days. Jeez. Did she hear about the other feature on her inbox from Dongtini? <laughs> yeah, I think she did. I think that's why she checked it. Oh, so, it's our community service. Yeah, that's, that's right. You're not wow. Just we help people. But anyway, that was totally, totally fucked. I think actually, um, yeah, her daughter got it as well and ignored it because, yeah, it was from Misty Hancock with like a weird picture but then the thing says Anna this is Lieutenant Schindler with the Clayton County Police Department it's important that I speak with you immediately please call me oh no you know what I would yeah. think that was spam if I just read that I I don't yeah, think yeah. That I would yeah pay attention to that but it wasn't sent from like an official like a Facebook page that said it's the uh, police department you know okay, it's just sent from this it just looks like some creeps profile that says Misty Hancock <laughs> what kind of name is that it's such a porn star name I don't know <laughs> <laughs> not cool it's awful so anyway so because that's sad i should make a little samba bar and that concludes another edition of facebook watchdog <laughs> somber bark <laughs> just a single <laughs> <laughs> i'm so overwhelmed so i've got i've got one more uh, uh, email for you oh my god I don't want them to stop. I'm going to <laughs> savor this one. Who could it be? Hey guys, it's Gaz here from Supergrass. How are you? How are you? Uh, just calling you uh, from my rabbit hole studio here oh in Oxford, God. England. Uh, just wanted to send best wishes and congratulations on the 100th episode of the podcast. Uh, fantastic stuff. Uh, well, you know, long may you run. Uh, keep up the good work, you lovely cats. And uh, yeah, hope to see you soon. Uh, take care. Lots of love now. Bye. Oh, oh I told you I was going to pee if gas was on there. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can go on living. <laughs> than I thought. But yeah, I just got really, like, I thought of it. Because remember I mentioned it, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to ask people. And then Greg told me about a friend of his. I think somebody asked him to record a happy 40th birthday for some friend of theirs, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, turned out that they kind of thought of this a while ago. And because they knew, like, this group of friends knew so many famous people, they started just collecting them from, oh, wow. like, so many people that they were working with. So, like, they had one from, like, Kate Blanchett and Whoa. just all these huge people. And then, this is this is what this is what made me, like, fuck it, I'm going to ask ask these people to do it. Because, you know, I'm friends with them, I can ask. So, they fucking got Paul McCartney to say <gasps> happy birthday to this guy. Get the yes! fuck out. How does that yeah, happen? Yeah. He is so nice. That's right. I know. And so that inspired you to ask Julia Danielle yes. to tell Yes, I'm like, I thought of it. I, Greg told me that. And I thought of it. I was like, no, that's it. I'm going to fucking ask these people who are my friends to do this. So I've done it. And yes, I oh. really enjoy it. So yay. Yeah, you thought right. <laughs> I can't <laughs> handle this. This is so good. Oh, it's worth doing 100 episodes just to get these messages from these people. 
<sighs> I feel like a wrung out dish rag <laughs> lying here. <laughs> My eyes <dish> closed. <laughs> <sighs> kind of breathless still. I thought about oh, like Lord. just putting them in in the editing. I thought no, that wouldn't be as fun. So then I thought no, I should just bring them on you while we're recording. So. Oh, you think about everything. Anyway, now you can see why I was jazzed about the episode. Oh, you sure were. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so onward. So Scottish just... background to the front. What's that? Oh, did you watch the Golden Globes? I did not. Um, oh, I can't remember the name. Um, Juliette Binoche um, went to accept her reward, her award, reward, and she was kind of like out of it at first. And then she goes Scottish background to the front, like she's Scottish, and so she's right. trying to soldier up, you know. Anyway, that's me. I'm going to continue <laughs> with a reading from the heart. With a reading <sighs> from the heart. You have to be composed for that. We used to have yes. the segment where we did readings of stuff. We called it Readings from the Hot, and we just kind of forgot about that. Though we did continue to do readings, so <laughs> so we're going to call it Readings from the Hot again, because it's the 100th episode. We, we sure are. re-examining everything we've done. So um, <laughs> this Reading from the Hot is, um, uh, actually came from uh, Mick Quinn's wife, um, Jeanne. Um, she posted on Facebook. I loved it. Um, it is a review of... Um, these, uh, the brand is Haribo, and they do uh, sugarless gummy bears. It's a five-pound oh. bag. <laughs> it's a five-pound bag, everybody. Okay. So, the, um, and this actually has um, 31,659 people found this, uh, this useful. <laughs> yes! I saw it, but I didn't read it, so right, right. I'm excited. Yes, so, okay. So, one star, just don't. Unless it's a gift for someone you hate. That's the, the title. <laughs> oh man, words cannot express what happened to me after eating these. The gummy bear cleanse. If you are someone oh. that can tolerate the sugar substitute, enjoy. If you are like the oh. dozens of people that tried my order, run! First of all, for taste, I would rate these a five. So good. Soft, true to taste, fruit flavors like the sugar variety. I was a happy camper. But... Or should I say, B U T T? Not long after eating about 20 of these, all hell broke loose. I had, ga- I had a gastrointestinal experience like nothing I've ever imagined. Cramps, sweating, bloating beyond my worst nightmare. I've had food poisoning from some bad shellfish, and that was almost like a skip in the park compared to what was going on inside me. Then came oh the ugh, flatulence. Heavens to Murgatroyd, the sound, like trumpets calling the demons back to hell. The stench, like a thousand rotting corpses vomited. I couldn't stand to stay in one room for fear of succumbing to my own odors. That's a bad state. But wait, there's more. What came out of me felt like someone tried to funnel Niagara Falls through a coffee straw. I swear, my sphincters were screaming. It felt like my delicate starfish was a gaping maw projectile vomiting a torrential flood of toxic waste. Delicate starfish. 100% liquid. Flammable liquid. Napalm. Flammable. It was actually a bit humorous for a nanosecond, as it was just beyond anything I could imagine possible. 
and it went on for hours. I felt violated when it was over, which I think might have been something in the early, sometime in the early morning of the next day. There was stuff coming out of me that I ate at my wedding in 2005. Oh. <laughs> How many of these gummy bears do you have? Only 20! Only 20! I had wow. five. I had five pounds of these innocent-looking, delicious-tasting hell bears. So I told a friend about what happened to me, thinking it had to be some kind of sensitivity <laughs> I had to the sugar substitute. And in spite of my warnings and graphic descriptions, she decided to take her chances and take them off my hands. <laughs> Silly woman. All of the same for her, and a phone call from her while on the toilet, because you kind of end up living oh. in the bathroom for a spell, telling me she really wished she would have listened. I think she was crying. Oh, no. The crying was, on the toilet. The sister was skeptical and suspected that we were exaggerating. She took them to work. Since there was still 99% of a five-pound bag left... Oh, 99%. She works for a construction company where there are builders, roofers, house painters, landscapers, etc. Lots of people who generally have limited access to toilets on, on a given day. I can't imagine where all of those poor men and women pooped that day. I keep envisioning men on roofs crossing their legs and trying to decide if they can make it down the ladder or if they should just jump. <laughs> Oh my god. If you order these, best of luck to you. And please don't post a video review during the aftershocks. <laughs> oh uh, P.S. When I ordered these, the warnings and disclaimers and legalese were not posted. I'm not a moron. Oh. <laughs> also, not sure why so many people assume I'm a man. I am a woman. We poop too. Oh. Of course, our poop sparkles and smells like a walk in the meadows of wildflowers. Thanks for all the great comments. I've been enjoying reading them and so glad that the horror show I experienced from snacking on these has at least made some people smile. Oh, my word. So, that was amazing. It's a work of art. Yes. Oh. Brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, I thought it was a man, too. Yeah. Why did I assume that? Because did I was you, talking what, about shit. I totally did. I totally did. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Reading from the heart, indeed. Yes, reading from the shot. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I had um, a blast from the past in which I read about the original Dongtini. We will look up the episode. I was reading the book about the Hollywood gigolo to the stars from the 40s and 50s who slept with everyone, male and female, in Hollywood. And he had a big wiener he said he was very proud of. And it turns out that someone had the idea to make a Dongtini way before we did, or before David did, should I say. (laughs) So, yes. um, We will play that clip now. Episode 46 Flash. Uh, now, now you had a reading from the heart that you wanted to uh, to, th- to throw out there. I do. I'm reading this, um, this memoir of a guy who was a male prostitute in Hollywood nice. in the 40s and 50s. And um, <laughs> it's called Full Service, My Adventures in Hollywood and the Secret Sex Lives of the Stars. And the guy's name is Scotty Bowers who did it. But um, So he's talking about, you know, sleeping with Vivian Lee and Clark Gable and Rock Hudson and, you know, Greta Garbo, all these people. And um, there was one line, though, that that made me laugh so hard and I knew I had to read it here on Don Uh Haney. 
he would bartend at parties when he wasn't tricking. He uses all these old words like bawling and tricking. It's so funny, but he goes, uh-huh. um, I can't remember why I first did it, but people began demanding that at gay parties especially, I would do my swizzle stick trick. Since nature endowed me with a cock of which I've always been proud, I would often whip it out and stir drinks with it. (laughs) Oh my god. People love to order cocktails and watch me stir them with my flaccid penis. Oh my god. (laughs) So he was making It's a real dong (laughs) tea. Fucking believable. This is the, the, the name Dong Teeny. Uh, Stephanie's husband came up with that as uh, the definition for any cocktail as long as it's been stirred with a dong. So, and I just thought that was out of his sick head. But um, wow, a real Dong Teeny. That is magical. We need to put that as a quote or something. Have like it fixed on our website. You know when people have inspirational quotes? Says, yeah, that needs to be part of our part of our vernacular. I'm going to leave an iTunes review as Scotty Bowers. <laughs> yes, you totally should. It's fantastic. What a fabulous reading. Oh, my God. My mind is blown. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I wish you'd been here when I first read it because I was rolling around screaming. <laughs> oh, I'll bet. Oh, my God. At least you got a first reaction from me. I'm yes. shocked. Yes, it was fantastic. Oh my God. Um, our friend listener Ryan, he's my friend from San Francisco, um, is one of easily one of the most hilarious people I know. And a few months ago, he posted this on his blog and he titled it Scam and Eggs. Here is what he said I got a scam email today, the kind that separates old ladies from their retire- retirement money, and I couldn't help but respond. I love picking apart a sloppy narrative and am seriously amazed at how long I kept this fish on the line. He may be claiming the same about me. So he copies and pastes the very first message from someone named Lana Winston Cooks. And the subject is awful, va- awful vacation with two exclamation points. Hi, just writing to let you know our trip to Manila, Philippine with my family has been a mess. We were having a great time until last night when we got mugged and lost all my cash, credit card, cell phone. It has been a very scary experience. All of this has bad grammar and, you know, poorly spelled English. I was hit in the back of my neck with a club. Anyway... I'm still alive, and that's what's important. I'm financially strapped right now and need your help. I need you to loan me some money. I'll refund it to you as soon as I arrive home. Write me back so I can tell you how to get it to me. Thanks, Lana. So, Ryan Jones to Lana Winston-Cooks. Lana, how awful. I'm so sorry to hear about your experience in Manila. (laughs) Sorry, sorry different. Lana, how awful. I'm so sorry to hear about your experience in Manila. How are you doing now? Were you able to speak to the police? Did they catch the guy? How many were there? Did you have to go to the hospital? Please let me know how I can help. I hope you have a safe place to stay in the meantime and are able to enjoy some of the local flair. On the edge of my seat, Ryan. (laughs) So... Five minutes five minutes later, Lana Winston Cooks replies, I am delighted you replied back. This is all you need to get money to us. I was told Western Union is the fastest and easiest way to transfer funds. So I will appreciate it if you can have it sent through Western Unit to my information below. Amount $2,500. Once the transfer is done, please kindly get back to me with the payment information and also be prompt with your response course. I am writing from a local library eight blocks away from the hotel where we lodged. Thanks, Lana. From Ryan to Lana. Hi, Lana. Calm down, sweetie poo. 
I will head to Western Union at lunch if I can, but it may take me a while as I have a spinning class and I really like the instructor. Also, was hoping <laughs> to meditate, time permitting. I didn't have any idea it would be so much money. Does anyone else in your family have access to money or are you all clubbed on the back of the neck? How many muggers were there? <laughs> was your big father overcome by these Filipino muggers as well? I hope the rest of your family is doing okay and their necks are on the mend. I'm very concerned and will give you what I can. Would 1000 do for today or maybe some more tomorrow? I just want to make sure you all are safe. In the meantime, I will meditate on this, again, time permitting, and send positive thoughts your way. Where exactly in Manila are you so that I can send my happy energy to where it will reach you and not a savage local? <laughs> also, didn't you buy return tickets? Can you all just go to the airport and come home? I'm sure the airline has a record of your purchase. I think you should just leave the Philippines behind and get home to where it's safe. No muggings ever happen in this city. Help is coming. Are you able to call me to discuss? Just call my work phone. When will this nightmare end? Ryan. <laughs> From Lana to Ryan. Let wow, me know she what really is... writes back after that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Subject, let me know what is going on? Question mark body of the email let me know what is going on with the transfer course we have a limited time here i'm freaked out here thanks lana from wow. ryan to lana can you go back to your hotel and use the internet there there must be some safe place in manila or the whole place in unrest send me your phone number so i can call you they don't track our phone records at work so i can call internationally as much as i please i just got off the phone with a friend in madrid and i think i wasted nearly 80 dollars worth of talk time that will be billed to my work and all we discussed was doctor who i'm such a stupid little thief Shh, ryan from lana to ryan I told you earlier that everything has been stolen off me, including my cells, so I can only access my email box. I don't have enough money. Please, please, I need you to loan me some. I can pay you back in a couple days. Thanks, Lana. <laughs> <laughs> it goes on a lot more, so I will just put the link to the thing on dogtini.com. But wow. um, Yes, it's completely fabulous. He doesn't wear down, and Lana doesn't seem to either. Yeah, yeah. It's always I always read those things whenever I read those um, people scamming the scam artists back. You know, yeah. I, you know, I always I always read the responses back from the scammers. Like I just pictured them flapping their hands and like dancing, yeah. and standing on tippy toes. Like, please send the money. Uh, 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 could you could you could you please? Like that's how I picture. Like all their responses have that urgency tone of like I just have a few seconds here on the internet. You know, just please send the money. You know, <laughs> after like all this like shit has been said. Okay, here is this. Please, please. Blap yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you suddenly have more time on the internet to give me lots of details about where to send the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> awesome. Oh, that Ryan. So I just wish I could adopt him and keep him under my bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then he'd have to start sending out emails asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just club him on the back of his neck. <laughs> okay, um... Okay, I'm sorry. I was lying before. Um, I have honestly one more last email. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. You do? Were you, I do. Were you lying or was that an it. accident? No, no, I, I was lying. Ah, uh, yes. Oh. It's done. And then, and then now there is one more. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I, it can't get better. Is this Tommy Wizzo? Okay, here we're going to see. We're going to no, see. We're going to see. Hey, Simone and Stephanie, this is Greg Sestero from The Room and author of The Disaster Artist. Congratulations on 100 episodes of Dong Teeny. 
That is really impressive. I'm really proud of you guys. And I hope you just continue to do more episodes. Yeah. Really, I can sum it up by saying you guys are my best friends. Congratulations again. Oh my god. Oh, oh, we're his best friends. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's just as good as Tommy was. I know, right? So great. Oh, Greg. Yes, and that's fully 100%, I swear, on Bird's Words Live that that's the last one. Okay, okay. <laughs> Do you know what oh, I really Bird's Words Live. I... <laughs> <laughs> I have a son now and I still said Bird's Words. <laughs> I swear on Bird's Words Live. <laughs> oh, so awesome. <sighs> but um, do you know who I would have loved to have got? But not that I had any way to do. But thinking about that Paul McCartney get, I thought it would be so great because I was because I I could have answered more people. But then I just would have been a show offy jerk, you know. So I thought I'm going to get people that are, that have done things that are important to us in our podcast, you know. Right. Which is why I have grapes and I have the room and I have Supergrass. The only other thing I could think of that would be amazing is that if I could get Dustin Hoffman to <gasps> to, to, to congratulate us in a in a in, in a Raymond voice. Wouldn't that oh, have been the best thing ever? I would passed out. I would I would have been put into a coma with Dustin Hoffman's bare know, right? voice. <laughs> hundred, hundred episodes is def- definitely a lot of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. That would have been the best. But anyway, but that's it. Those, that is my gift to you on our hundredth oh, episode. Oh my word. I'm so remiss. I did not do anything like that for you. <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh. Oh. So I'm just excited to have it for the show. So, oh, yes. I'm dying. Awesome. I wish I'd been wearing an adult <laughs> undergarment. I wish we'd all been ready. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we're just going to close things out with, uh, with, a, with an edition of Taco Bell News. Think outside the bun. <laughs> Actually, I think this Taco Bell news, I think it isn't really, uh, this one I'm about to mention isn't really uh, Taco Bell news in itself, because I don't think it's newsworthy. What my th- I think it's Taco Bell news news. Yeah. Because it's news. No, no, because this, my, my presenting of this news, I think the news is that, that the fact that somebody reported this as news <laughs> about Taco Bell. <laughs> so, it's like fan fiction. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, this is like, why is this news? So I'm reporting on the fact that somebody reported this as news. USA Today reported that Taco Bell is rolling out a major beverage expansion. Like, who the fuck cares? I care. You know? (laughs) Do you really? Well, yeah, kind of. The biggest of of the bunch is expected to be a fruit-infused Mountain Dew Sangria Blast. Sangria? Um... Yeah, Mountain Dew Sangria Blast. And you like Mountain Dew. What, what was it called again? The Nectar of the Tots? That's what Adam Carolla calls it. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Um, yeah, so there's a bunch of new drinks. There's a men, Manzanita Soul, an apple-flavored carbonated drink. Wow. Diet Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Oh, a Sobe Life Water Yumberry Pomegranate. Oh. Brisk Mango Iced Tea and Brisk Half and Half. Half tea and half lemonade. Anyway, so yeah, this is this is news, and um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm surprised that that's that that, that is on USA Today uh, as a news item. Cause, you know, I, I they'll think talk about talk anything. About it's like more con- con- I know they're like the New York Post or something. You know, more crime. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I know it's trash. 
But, um, but still, this is. I want to uh, try all these things. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then now, Bellevue in the Seattle area. Where is that? Is that near you? Yes. Like, I don't it's just across it like is. Washington. Is that the Taco Bell we went to? I'm sorry. Is that the Taco Bell we went to where we tried the um, the uh, what did we try? The Dorito tacos no that yeah that was in seattle proper but um bellevue is across the lake and it's kind of um you know upscale whatever suburb okay have you ever been to their taco bell i have well i know they have several they have several right but i've been to at least one there (laughs) okay cool well one of them is uh is owned by a man who murdered his mother um and has been stealing her social security benefits for decades she's been yeah so, I bet Taco um, Bell food drove him to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe all the money he was losing from exactly. you know, having to pay people after poisoning them, you know. So maybe he had some lawsuits, and that's why he had to do this. But yeah, so that's a that's a that's a scary Taco Bell with a murderous owner. Does he so, still own it? <laughs> I'm guessing they might have confiscated uh, it. To- well, this is this is news from like uh, you know ten days ago, so I, I, uh, I imagine he does still own it. So. It's got to be impressive. Wow. How do I live here wow. and I haven't even heard about this? I have to go get <laughs> me a couple bean burritos tomorrow <laughs> and inquire within. Okay, so finally we have um, a desperate, desperate plea for Taco Bell. <laughs> so with all the, all the snow that there's been, and this now, this isn't, this isn't USA Today. This was in the Time newsfeed. This is Time Magazine, Taco Bell News. <laughs> I found it on D-listed, but I'm glad that Time picked it up too, because it is truly, yeah. this is true fanship of Taco Bell here. Exactly, exactly. Um, so it's a snow-trapped man puts out plea for Taco Bell on Craigslist. And then the subheading says, it's like the bat signal, but for Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. So, yeah, so with all the um, with all the snow going on on the East Coast, you know, people have been having difficulty getting around. Um, so this was a Craigslist posting, and there's a picture of four tacos, two soft corn, uh, soft flour tortillas, and two, um, two uh, hard-shelled ones. And the ad reads, guys, it's snowing like a bitch outside. I've had a few drinks too many, and my shitty little hybrid douche-mobile can't possibly make it to the neighborhood Taco Bell is in in this weather. I need someone with a four-wheel drive vehicle to come pick my drunk ass up, take me to Taco Bell drive-thru, and drive me back home. Then we can hang out and play video games if you're not a rapist. (laughs) (laughs) This is maybe two miles round trip. I'll pay you in tacos. Or chalupas, whatever. Seriously, my desire for tacos right now is totally unimaginable. So I'd probably even buy you a seven-layer burrito if you asked nicely. <laughs> <laughs> and they listed it under creative gigs. <laughs> creative gigs. I wish I had a four-wheel drive and lived in Baltimore so I could help this person. <sighs> yeah, apparently it was a woman too. Yeah, so, that's um, what I. That's what I had. Maybe the rapist. That was the rapist bit. <sighs> yeah. Actually, when I first read it, again, I thought it was a man. Because, again, I think it's a man who's talking about having horrendous diarrhea. Yeah. And I assume it's a man who's this desperate for Taco Bell. But, yeah. See, this is that stuff you've been talking about with that uh, the patriarchy being so ingrained in us that we also attribute these horrible things like Taco Bell and <laughs> diarrhea to men. <laughs> it's do. Horrible things are all men's fault.
so we did it. 100 episodes. How about that, Stephanie? One yay, Donkini. Yay, Donkini. And yay, Donkini listeners. Thank you so much for listening. We say that every time, but like, seriously, thank you for listening for 100 episodes for those of you who have done that. And I know there are some of you who have. So we truly, truly appreciate that. And I was actually talking to someone who just started recently and they're only up to episode 30 and working their way up. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um, and then I, he was chatting to me on Facebook and then I said, uh, I got to go and feed the baby. He's like, oh, you had a baby? Where I met you, weren't sure you were ever going to have kids. <laughs> been around for all this time we appreciate it so much that's what has kept us going and your comments and your feedback and your sharing of dongs it's all been so magical so <laughs> yay thank you everyone oh, totally. and of course we have to thank all of our special guests who uh took time to uh to contribute to our important episode so thank you to ben parsons aaron mason and nick arles from the grapes of rad and of course mick quinn and gaz coombs from our favorite band supergrass and juliet danielle and greg sestero from our favorite movie the room and of course how could we forget thank you neil hamburger we have been trying so hard working with his management to get him on the show since episode one there were talks from episode one of getting neil hamburger on the show and it never really materialized so that's um, right there were <laughs> yeah but you know i i decided you know this is the time i heard so, his manager is a you. total cunt so sorry yeah, you had to yeah. deal with that yeah yeah <laughs> it was tough that was definitely the hottest hottest get of them all so anyway so thank you everyone so much and stephanie Congratulations on the 100th episode. I know it's not as good coming from me now, but... <laughs> no, congratulations to you, Simone, on 100 episodes. And Thank all the you. production that you do. You do so much work on all these, so everybody, all the glory goes to Simone. Oh, not God. <laughs> Simone Dawn Turkington. That's right. It's my pleasure most of the time. So, uh, yeah, again, listeners, we appreciate your listenership. If you want to... Uh, buy something on Amazon, please visit uh, donktini.com and then go through the Amazon link and then we'll get a kickback. So that's a nice little way to say thanks to us. Yay! <laughs> Yay! And uh, that should do it. So until next time, love you, Stephanie. Bye! 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 When I wake up I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you When I go out Yeah, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you If I get drunk Well, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you And if I haver Yeah, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man who's havering to you But I would walk Why?